morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Nunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, December 26th, 2023. Happy holidays to everyone joining me live here today. I'm J.E. Skeets in the yard to recap yesterday's five Christmas Day games. Before we tackle those, a quick shout out to the stream team sickos for joining us here on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. And hey, share the show with an NBA friend. As for you uh, dedicated podcast listeners, if you haven't done so already, please consider leaving No Dunks a five-star rating and review. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings. Final note here before I get into yesterday's Christmas Day slate. We've had some wedgies over the break. By my count, we've had four since we last left you. Two in a Clippers-Thunder game last week, and then two more in a Jazz-Raptors game on Festivus of all days. So that was fun. Uh, we will make sure to show you those wedgies when we're all back in the Classic Factory. Because it's just skeetsy here this morning. Again, on Boxing Day, happy Kwanzaa, happy holidays. I hope everybody got what they wanted for Christmas, if you do celebrate that. Um... I will say, go check out the latest Is This Good podcast. Link in the show notes. My wife, Nora, made her debut podcast appearance on Is This Good. I was there with her, Matteo, JD, lots of Christmas talk. But I bring that up, A, because you go, you should go check it out. Great podcast. And uh, B, I tell a story on that pod about getting boots when I was like 13, 14 years old at my grandparents' And it was uh, devastating. I had realized that very Christmas it was over. There was no more toys for young Skeetsy. I was getting boots. I was a man. Uh, hilariously, I got boots yesterday from Nora for Christmas. And I was pumped. 43-year-old Skeets loves boots. 13-year-old Skeets hated it. But uh, yeah, go check Is This Good out. And uh, while we're talking fashion here, before we jump into all five games, I'm going to touch on them. A few notes. Watched, uh, I watched all of them yesterday, except I started to tire for the Maverick Suns game. So I watched that one this morning, and you know we'll get to Luca and his 50-piece. But uh, just in thinking about it, I thought they were fairly entertaining, but I'm with LeBron. Let's bring back the Christmas Day jerseys, right? I know they got the little snowflake patch on the back. Fine. We've seen it before, I believe. Nothing special. But why, in an era where we have way too many jerseys, like every team's got 10 of them, we can't have a special Christmas one for the 10 teams that play? Like, I love the uh, the script ones. Remember those ones? Sort of just like a, you know, there's no better way to say it, like a holiday script with like sort of like uh, calm tones. I love those ones. So let's get every NBA player in those Christmas Day jerseys. Bring them back. You're right, LeBron. And double down on it. I say everybody has to play in boots. What do you think? Hit the like button if you think NBA players on Christmas Day should have to play in boots. Um, this, by the way, is the show I was talking about. A very Is This Good Christmas. ITG. Just showing the thumbnail for everybody on YouTube. With my wife, my beautiful wife there, Nora. And, uh, oh, me and glasses. There you go. You don't get to see that often, do you? So go check that out. Link is in the show notes. Okay, let's get into the games. I don't plan on being here very long. 
We're going to tackle them in order, just like I watched them, just like you hopefully watched them. Jalen Brunson scores 38 as the Knicks snapped the Bucks' seven-game win streak with the 129-122 victory. Uh, to quote Hubie Brown, who must have said it five or six times on the broadcast yesterday, if you're a Knicks fan, you're happy. And then he would usually say something about the physicality and how they were playing. But, you know, again, you're a Knicks fan, you're probably happy here this morning and yesterday. Um, the Knicks had lost nine straight times to the Bucks, including one on Saturday when uh, Milwaukee beat them 130-111 to 111, uh, to open this weird two-game series here. I say weird because it's like one game on Saturday and we get one on Christmas. Um, but yeah, Jalen Brunson, the star in this one, though, everybody else contributing, you know, Julius Randle, 24 points and nine boards. Uh, R.J. Barrett, good bounce back game from him. He had 21 points. Quickly coming off the bench for 20 points in 22 minutes. A lot of talk about this guy needs more opportunity. He's uh, cooking right now, but Brunson led the way, especially from the first quarter. He was getting um, brief MVP chance after a tough and one finish there near the end of the first quarter. And I tweeted yesterday, I'm going to go crazy when Brunson is like fifth or sixth among East guards when it comes to the first van vote for the first van vote <laughs> for the first fan vote. Easy for me to say when it comes out for the 24 all-star game. Cause you know, that's going to be coming soon. Uh, Knicks fans should have this guy starting. There's no excuse. Is like, uh, you know, Knicks fans are a, a loud and proud bunch. Brunson should be starting the game. Okay. Do your work, get on your NBA app, and place your votes. You should have done it yesterday. It was a three-for-one day. Brunson's averaging 26 points per game, 6-4, and four, shooting splits of 48, 46 from deep, and 80 at the line. Cooking. He's amazing. I mean, I was one of the few last year saying, come on, Brunson should be the Knicks All-Star, not Randall. And Randall got there, and that's okay. But you know, Brunson will be there, there's no doubt. Like He'll be selected by the coaches if need be. He should be starting. He's been one of the best guards in the Eastern Conference this year. So Knicks fans got to play their part. Um, my only other note really from this one was Milwaukee, they cut it to like a four-point game. It was like 77-73 about midway through the third quarter. And then Josh Hart just had an awesome little burst of like four buckets. Uh, three of them, I guess, came in a row. But near the end of the period, uh, he hit a nice little floater, Hart did, in the lane. That was a classic all-attention on Jalen Brunson. They threw multiple bodies at him, make the easy pass. Hart hits a little floater. Soon after that, Hart grabbed a rebound. Uh, forget which Bucks player missed a corner three. It may have been Bobby Portis. And uh, Hart took it and went coast-to-coast, coast, and he drew the goaltend. Really nice. A really nice like move by him, just really aggressive. Then he used a pick from Taj Gibson. Yeah, Taj is in there, baby, on Christmas. A uh, little side pick-and-roll action. You know, good pick from Gibson. Hart gets into the lane. Tough little fadeaway jumper for him. And then he ended the queue with a fast break dunk, thanks to a pretty sloppy Damian Lillard turnover. So really, really impressive Knicks win. I mean, this was one, like, Knicks needed it more. You know, they had to prove that they could actually beat this team if they match up against them in a playoff series. So good win. Uh, and I thought a pretty pretty good game to, to get everything started here. You always want that first game to sort of set the tone. And uh, that was a good one. Moving on. Let's talk about Steve Kerr being disgusted. Jokic, a perfect 18 of 18 from the free throw line. 
as the Nuggets beat the Warriors 120-114. to uh, Joker finishing with 26 points despite 4-12 shooting from the floor. But yes, career high with 18 made free throws. A lot of them coming in the second half. Nuggets 26-32 from the line. And I'm going to read you what Steve Kerr said after the game. Quote, I have no problem with the officials themselves. <laughs> I like how he starts that. I have a problem with the way we are legislating defense out of the game. That's what we're doing. The way we're teaching officials. We're just enabling players to fool their way to the foul line. If I was a fan, I wouldn't have wanted to watch the second half of that game. It was disgusting. It was just baiting refs into calls, but the refs have to make those calls because that's how they're taught. End quote. I will add that Curry added, a night like tonight, you feel like there's physicality on one side and then kind of ticky-tack on the other, and then they get into the bonus and it changes the complexion of the game. End quote there on Curry. So, you know, this is making making waves. He's making headlines here. Kerr pointing this out, how uh, Jokic got an easy, kind whistle on Christmas. I think Kerr is right. There, are, like, Look, if you watch the game, there are a couple instances of Jokic either dribbling the ball down the court or just running down the court, drawing some minimal contact from a Warriors player, be it the Rook, uh, Jackson Davis, there was Saric on one of them, and then Jokic sort of sells it with a bit of a flail, a look at the official. Whoop. That was my whistle. Whoop. It was a weird whistle. Foul called, two free throws if they're in the bonus because it was putting pressure. You know, you start accumulating all these stupid fouls um, or ticky-tack fouls, whatever you want to call them, and then you're going to get to the line, and hence why Jokic is, like, going there nonstop there in the second half. Uh, yeah, those were bad. I mean, no, I don't think a lot of people. I don't even think Nuggets fans are like, okay, that's cool, awesome, good foul. When it's, like, away from the ball or at half court and, like, guys bump and then you sell it, it's like, ugh. Superstars have been baiting referees to make these calls since uh, James Naismith put up the peach baskets, right? That's not going to change anytime soon. Um, but the flip side of this is to to call out Jokic, and I get it because Kerr's calling out this game, but like this guy is not an extreme volume free throw shooter by any means. Uh, I think he shoots like six and a half a game. That's like 18th in the league. This is like a two-time MVP. This is a superstar of the league. So he's not like the number one main culprit. Also, you ever seen this guy's arms? Just, like, scratched to hell. He's always bleeding. It feels like every game there's a quick stoppage to get a towel and a Band-Aid on him because his arms are all cut up. So, so both things can be true is what I'm saying, though. Like, uh, on one hand, I don't think Jokic does this all that often. He did yesterday. He, w- he, he realized they're going to call this. And I'm just going to, you know, a little bump, a little contact, a little hold, a little push. Bloop. Ah, chuck my arms up maybe I'll get it and they were calling it uh, so that would be frustrating if you're Kerr and the Warriors but on the other hand again I don't think this is a guy that does it all that often I mean there are there are worse um, guys to draw fouls or to trick the referees than Jokic but he was doing it yesterday and it wasn't fun it, I mean it was obviously a lot of stoppage to play and uh, it really bogged the game down and it did change the complexion of the game I get what Curry's saying um that all said, it was back and forth in the in the uh, second half. I think there was nine lead changes. I was loving Wiggins and Jamal Murray, two good old Canadian boys, uh, trading fourth quarter baskets. Jamal 
when he's on fire, I saw Dan Devine tweet this. When he's got it going, Jamal Murray really has one of the most gorgeous games in the league. He's such an aesthetically pleasing player. Truth, Dan Devine. I wish I could give you a hug for that one. Um, It's awesome when he has it going, and he did there late. And that's when you see Jamal Murray play at that level. That's when you're like, well, yeah, they could they could repeat. They could do, they could win a championship again. He has to be at that level. Porter started hot. That was good. But it was Jamal Murray with the takeover and then the Jokic free throws. Um, also loved that the Nuggets got one of these primetime slots here on Christmas Day. The second slot, 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh I checked three of Jokic's previous Christmas Day games. They all tipped at 10.30. They all had that last game. Too many casuals. Hell, even the sickos, as I just said, I'm a little basketballed out by then. So, you know, Jokic had like... I had forgotten Jokic had a 41-15-15 game last Christmas. Again, last game of the day. That was a really entertaining game. It's probably one of the best Christmas Day games we've had in a while. But as in that last slot, I know this doesn't matter to some of you West Coast people, but like East Coasters, you know, international people, although maybe it's morning by the time that's happening. My point is, you're a little exhausted. So it was cool to see Denver in this earlier um, slot on Christmas Day. I like that. that that's a nice little uh, switch up there. And they got the win, even if it was a, a lot of Jokic free throws. But let's hear from you guys. I'm sure you're... Uh, you know, sounding off here in the stream team right now in the comments. Tough for me to do everything here. Try and talk to you. Try and run the show. And then also read your comments. But uh, when it comes to free throws, people uh, people get opinionated. So uh, I'll have to go back and read what you guys are, are saying there. Uh, moving on to our third game. Porzingis and the Celtics uh, started strong. They pick up the 126-115. Christmas Day win over AD, who went for 40, and the Lakers had LeBron struggling in this one. Even Tatum sort of struggling from the field, though he was great at playmaking. Um, Of all the games, I probably have like the least amount of notes uh, on this one. Just felt like the Celtics crushed them. I know they they scored the first 12 points, they're up 18. Lakers got back in the game because this is the NBA and it doesn't matter if you have a 20-point lead. But it never really felt like the Lakers were going to win this game. The Celtics, man... Oh, when everybody is contributing like they did yesterday, you you start. I I'm watching this game going, huh? It's really gonna take either Giannis, Embiid, or Jokic to beat the Celtics. Uh, they have the best record in the NBA. They're just kicking ass. They're just going about their business. And again, when you get everybody like Porzingis with the 28 points on 11 and 19 shooting, Tatum with 25. Again, not an amazing game from him. Brown 19 points. We had the hot start from Jalen Brown. He had that little injury there. Uh, the accidental sort of knee to the back. He did return from LeBron. Um, but he got 19. White 18 and the Drew Holiday 18. Man, what are they calling uh, White and Drew Holiday in Boston? Are they calling them the are they calling them the stock report? Because steals and blocks? It's something like that. Um, they were just dominant. Two-way performances. Both those guys. Derek White, season high 11 assists. Just just great. And they do look like, right now, as we get close to the start of 2024, the team that looks, it went healthy, maybe the team to beat. But I, but I like I said, I'm fascinated to see if one of those giants uh, of the game can do it. Though Porzingis has been great all season. I mean, he should, I mean, he should be an all-star conversation. I know a lot of talk on Twitter yesterday was Derek White should be an all-star. Wow, maybe. He's good. He's very good. Um, 
But then you're like, is he? He might still be the fourth or fifth best player on this team when when they're when they're at their apex. Uh, but a lot of nights, he usually is their second best player. That's uh, that's what he's got going for him. Um, but other news from this: Gabe Vincent for the Lakers. He's going to undergo knee surgery. That's going to rule him out six to eight weeks. Uh, Shams of the Athletic had that huge blow to him to the Lakers. Maybe leaves them with a decision to make here ahead of the trade deadline. Uh, if you don't remember, Gabe Vincent had barely played at all, returned for a couple of games, and then is right back out to get this knee surgery. Ham, in a win against the Thunder, uh, I guess that was on the weekend, D'Angelo Russell out of the starting lineup. Jared Vanderbilt in there. It worked for that one against OKC. Um, but will that change now with the Gabe Vincent news? And again, will they uh, look to be look to be a little active uh, at the trade deadline? And who does that entail? I mean, obviously, we hear a lot of Zach Levine trade rumors to LA. Not the not the point guard, not the guard you're maybe looking for. But then, do you really need that when you have LeBron? So, uh, rough news for Lakers fans there. They not only get the loss, uh, but Gabe Vincent out for a couple months. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Two more games left. And uh, this one was surprisingly fun. No Embiid, no Jimmy Butler, so you're maybe like, uh... But it was close, and Jaime Jaquez Jr. scored 31 points. I love that Spolstra stays perfect on Christmas Day. He's 9-0. Heat beat the 76ers 119-113. Some wild stats coming out of this one for Jaquez Jr. He joined Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robinson, Patrick Ewing, and Walt Bellamy as the only rookies with 30 points and 10 rebounds on Christmas. Look at that list. Now Jaquez Jr., I'm pumped, very pumped about this. Uh, I wasn't alone in talking up Hawkes Jr. at the start of the season, but you'll remember, you sickos will at least, when we're doing our preseason shows and we're debating Rookie of the Years, you know, I'm showing some love to this guy. Look, it's probably going to be Wemby, it's probably going to be Chet. 
this guy's going to be on the all-rookie first team. Maybe he's even making some noise and, like, butting his way into the conversation. You know, we've got the MVP table. Do we have a rookie of the year table? That's like the kids' table at Christmas, right? Um, He's there. He's sitting there. He's so just damn good. He's such a heat player, though. I saw uh, Ziller write this. Put this guy on any team. Any team, give him minutes. He's not going to ever hurt you. He's only going to help you. When you watch yesterday's game, and it was cool. I'm sure a lot of people are like, who the heck is this guy? Who's this cool-looking guy with the goatee? Um, he, I guess, is it a goatee? You know, I mean, uh, it looks sort of like a, sort of a pirate look, I guess, more. Um, Hawkes Jr. cuts off the ball. So good at that. We saw it early in the game when he was up top. He flashed through the paint. Bam. Who had a sneaky, quiet, good game. Uh, Bam found him sort of cutting back door. Easy layup. Then late in the game, Lowry, also I thought had a really good game. Uh, touched paint. Hawkes Jr., you know, spotted up in the corner where he's a great three-point shooter. Cut to the rim. Saw the little gap there. Found him. Dunk. So, cutting off the ball. This guy's fantastic already as a as a an older uh, rookie at that. He's comfortable with the corner three, which is why he's like posted up there. I think he shoots 39% uh, on corner threes this season from those spots on the floor. And he's just smart as hell. You know, two-point game. Uh, there's one play that comes to mind. Two-point game. He gets ISOed on the side with Tobias Harris, and he decides, I'm going to bully ball him a little bit, throws him a pump fake party. Merry Christmas to you, Tobias. Like, Tobias jumps on it and then just hits a little, you know, easy little sort of hook shot, little push shot, whatever you want to call it, right there in the lane. And it's like, you, you watch that play and you're like, it feels flipped, right? It feels like, it feels like uh, Tobias Harris is the rookie. And Hawkes Jr. is like, you know, the 10-year vet or whatever long Tobias Harris has been in the league. Like, it feels like roles are reversed. Like, that's just like smart, smart basketball. And he got him. He was awesome. Big reason why they win this game. He scored in double figures. Hawkes Jr. has in 16 of his last 17 games. He's averaging 16 points per game over his last 23. And yesterday, 11 of 15, 8 of 8 at the line. Just, he's so good. He's so good. Um, it was also one of those weird... I call classic Miami Heat games where it's just like the weirdest runs in the game. Philly starts hot. Miami opens a huge lead. And then 76ers don't even need like a full quarter to erase a 21-point Heat advantage. And then we get this sort of entertaining fourth quarter. They play a lot of weird games like that, Miami does. Um, Again, maybe a little unfortunate for for some of the casuals out there. Ah, No Embiid, you know, rating MVP. No Jimmy Butler there uh, in Miami on Christmas Day, but... I thought it. I thought it was still one of the more entertaining games. I was. I was locked into it. Maybe I had my had a second win there uh, when this one came around, and uh, I was pumped with Hawkes Jr. going off. Final game. As I said off the top, I watched it this morning, and uh, missed quite the show there live at least. Luca scores fifty to eclipse ten thousand for his career. Mavs beat the Suns one twenty eight one fourteen. Luca continues to torture the Phoenix Suns and their fan base. He's saying it was his house after a deep three there. Um, he had 15 assists to go along with the 50 points, six boards, four steals, three blocks. I think I saw a tweet right before I jumped on here that uh, Basketball Reference says they don't have a game like that in their database. Like this doesn't exist, those type of numbers. In one particular game. He also hit eight three-pointers, which tied a Christmas record. 
He was perfect at the line. He was 12 of 25 from the field. And uh, according to CBS Sports, no active player has ever scored more in a Christmas Day game. We got Bernard King with the 60. Everybody knows that. Will Chamberlain with 59. I think everybody forgets that one. And then uh, he has now tied, Luca has, Rick Barry for 50 points on the, on the holiday there. And also, if that wasn't cool enough for you, with about five minutes to go in the first quarter, Luca casually cashes a 34, 35 footer to cross the 10,000 career point mark for his NBA career. Uh, only five other players have scored 10,000 points before their 25th birthday. Can you name them? You probably can. Maybe one is tough, but it's LeBron, duh. Kobe, duh. KD, duh. Melo, probably a duh. And then Tracy McGrady, I think, if you uh, if you tested people with that trivia, would maybe forget him or knew that that he had scored 10,000 points by uh, before he turned 25. Obviously came in as a high schooler, but amazing. You do wonder... Uh, if there isn't enough MVP attention being given to Luka right now, it's Jokic, it's Embiid. They sort of, you know, have flip-flopped a little bit to start the season. You got Shea popping his head in there. Um, you know, Tatum, considering the Celtics record. Uh, you know, Halliburton was there for a bit. Giannis is always in the mix with his numbers. But Lucas, I mean, if you're filling out a ballot here today for top five, he's got to be... Like, gotta be um, on your ballot. I was looking for the MVP table picture. Here it is with the hilarious Jerome Photoshop. And then I remembered when looking for it that uh, we have a new MVP table photo that we took at the most recent No Dunks Christmas party with Jerome and with Esh. And not a single other thing really on the table except I'm holding a, a whiskey and there's a candle, I think. Very weird setup of the photo. But anyway, note to self, upload that new photo, the MVP table photo, to um, to the StreamYard. Um, but yes, he's there because the Mavs are 18 and 12. That's good for fifth in the West. Uh, Luca's averaging an absurd 33.5 points per game, 9.5 assists, 8.5 rebounds. And his running mate, Kyrie Irving, hasn't played in like nine straight games now. And Derek Lively had missed some games. Good to see him back. He had missed, I think, four games with that ankle sprain. He's awesome. Right away, start of this game, like Luca finding him for easy buckets. He had 20 and 10 as a awesome rook as well. Lively the second. So yeah, I think uh, I think Luca's pretty handedly at this point top five. I guess the only thing against him is like the Mavs record compared to a lot of the other leaders is not as good. I mean, it's still a 60, what is it, a 60% uh, win percentage? But a lot of these other guys have a better better record right now. Uh, Phoenix, not good for them. Out of the play-in. Half a game behind the Warriors for the number 10 seed. They're a game below 500 now. 14 and 15. They're on a three-game losing streak. They've lost three, uh... No, they're three and nine in their last 12. And then Woj telling a national audience yesterday, people in Phoenix are sensing Durant's frustration. Uh, the franchise knows they're sort of stuck, though, with this group. I saw Ziller again in his newsletter this morning. The Suns have no more young players to flip. They have no more draft picks or pick swaps to move. They have no veterans with any real trade value. This is the team. You got to hope that Bill comes back and he's healthy and they can figure this out. Because Ziller, to quote him, 
unless you're truly gutted and you start considering Booker's future, which you absolutely cannot do at this point, there's nowhere to go but through it. End quote again from Ziller there, and that is spot on. And you'd be insane to even consider that. You got to get, you got to weather this storm. And, and you know, uh, and, and I should say, I mean, Eric Gordon a little upset with his role. Hey, I'm a scorer. What am I doing here? It's not good in the desert. Um, after what was a really solid start, I thought, especially with injuries, they were doing really, really well. And it was like, oh, God, wait till this team's, you know, fully healthy. They're going to be a juggernaut. And they still might be. I sort of still believe. But, yeah, just bad vibes seep in very quickly with a Kevin Durant team, too. <laughs> the guy does... Uh, I'd like to play poker with this guy. I feel like he is not good at, um, you know, hiding his emotions, which is good. I mean, it's sort of admirable in a way, but uh, sometimes maybe he's just a grumpy Gus. And so when you're uh, losing and you get asked about it, you know, it's, it comes off like, oh, yeah, well, you're right. This is bad. Where you are in your career, you want to win championships and you're like looking around like what move is left to be made here? We just got to play better uh, and we need these bench guys to step up which was sort of funny because Metu and Grayson Allen had a decent game yesterday. Anyway, awesome Luka performance. Good Mavs win. And that's all I got. Those are the five games. I could quickly look at the comments here, but uh, I uh, would have to go scroll and scroll and scroll and a lot of talk about Durant here. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he's up, uh, he's upset. He's frustrated. He's like, I'm playing on Christmas for this. See Luca drop 50 on my head. Uh, nine games on tonight. And there is no bigger game than the Nets at the Pistons. The NBA single season losing streak, it's on the line. They've lost 26 straight this season, Detroit has. You might remember the Pistons winning a game on October 28th. <laughs> they beat the Bulls handedly in their third game of the season. The victory gave Detroit a winning record on the season. Two and one. I was talking them up. Like, this is a feisty bunch. This might be the year they're uh, flirting with the play-in. They haven't won since. They're two and 27. It's insane. They haven't won. They have not won a game since before Halloween. <laughs> I mean, all, all, all the holidays have come and gone. And they still... Have not won a game. Uh, so tonight, if they lose, <laughs> when they lose, can we, I don't know. Is that I'm probably jinxing it now. But if they lose, uh, that will be 27 straight, and they will uh, solely have the record for longest losing streak in a single season. The the Sixers still hold the, I think it's stupid, but the one over two seasons, whatever it got up to, what was it 28? So uh, whatever. I'm all about, you know, one streak, one season. Um, so we'll see if Detroit can... Uh, they'll either be tied with that bad Cavs team and the bad Sixers team for 26 straight in the same season or uh, they'll have it to themselves. I actually want them to have it by themselves. You know, because then when you bring it up the next time, it'll just be one team. Be like, oh yeah, man. Remember the... Remember the 23, 24 Pistons? Man, remember when they won, like, when they lost, excuse me, 35 straight games? That's just better. That's just better for us. For us sickos that want to remember these weird things. So that's one to watch. And, um, you know, obviously a bunch of other games on. Is there football on again? NFL football been on for like five straight days now. 
It's crazy. I don't know. It's Monday. No, it's not Monday. It's Tuesday. They may be done. So enjoy the NBA. Thanks for joining me here. I will remind you uh, once again, go check out Is This Good? My wife, Nora, making her podcast debut. I've only done mm, uh, 3,500 podcasts. Never wanted to come on No Dunks. Never wanted to talk about Luca. Never wanted to talk about Porzingis or LeBron or Curry. Why did I say Porzingis? <laughs> um, but uh, she went on Is This Good? And she was fantastic. So go check that out. Link in the show notes. Uh, plan for us moving forward is probably a podcast at the end of the week. Tassie's still up in Canada. Trey's in Illinois. Um, but the boys start getting back at some point this week. And I think we'll um, we'll probably get into the factory even. Maybe at the end of the week. Maybe we'll hit you with a drop at the end of the week. Yeah? If that's what you want, hit the like button, subscribe, tell a friend, and leave us a five-star rating and review. Otherwise, we'll call it there. Happy holidays again to everyone. I hope you got boots. And, uh, well, let's, let's hear from our good friend. Let's say Merry Christmas to this gentleman. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Yes, thank you for turning up indeed. Uh, we'll see you later in the week. And uh, if you also haven't checked out the squad episode on Friday that we dropped, that was a Christmas special. That was a treat. And the one before that, we did the whole Hamakashlema catalog bit, which we also clipped and put up on YouTube. So we got lots of content for you guys to, uh, to chew on, to keep you busy while you're out walking the dog or shoveling the driveway or just got tired of talking to your uh, siblings. Uh, I'm trying my best here to keep you entertained. All right, guys, uh, we'll see you at the end of the week. Happy holidays. Peace.